0: podcast. The life plan came about because I've been coaching people for so long saying the same things. I thought, oh, it really needs to be in a book. It must be in a book. So really thinking the question that the, the life plan starts with is who are you without your job? And it's a really tough question, isn't it? It's a really confronting question is let's just park your job and take it away that's what we're left with and that's what we want to build to be a confident calm um, grounded human being who finds joy and happiness and who has a great
1: relationship with themselves. the job is just what you do during the day welcome to the liberated healer podcast where we touch on a variety of topics in the world of spirituality energetic healing and everything in between and beyond Take an adventure on a shooting star with your hosts, Gina and Linnea, offering their wisdom, guidance, and everlasting love and support. Hello, everybody. This is Gina Cavalier, and this is the Liberated Healer Podcast. And we have Shana Kennedy on from Australia. She's a life coach, and we're going to find out some amazing things about what she has to offer. And thank you, and welcome, Shauna. Thank you for having me. It's so wonderful that we can
0: have these conversations across the world.
1: Yes and we really appreciate it. Um, you know Australia is considered a sister city for you know a lot of us people in uh, on this side of the pond and um, really excited to learn about you know how you you guys are diving into wellness and a little bit what you provide. So um, I know you have a book called the Life Plan. Um, Simple Strategies for Building Confidence in a Changing World. So thank you for putting the effort into pulling that together. So can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and how you got here and got to this book?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, You know, I was one of those people that thought that, you know, the harder you work, the better you were, you know, and the more successful that you would be. And you definitely wore it like a badge of honor for myself. For a very long time, and I had an incredible job in stockbroking when I left school and worked my way up to be you know one of the first girls to to ever sit on a trading desk, which was really breaking that glass ceiling. Um, and this is very long time ago, mind you. this is like over thirty years ago when there were no women around. Um uh, then I went into sport management because I actually didn't like the stockbroking scene. it was it was very much like the Wolf of Wall Street and and I thought that's really no place I want to be. So I went into the sport world, which is the Jerry Maguire world, and um, had an incredible job working with high performance humans and really saw firsthand the destruction of high performance. Is yes, we see them getting their gold medals and they become our role models, but what happens to them off the field? They had no plan, they had no strategy, they didn't know who they were without their job. So it was an incredible observation and, and for me, I, I married the job, I loved the job. I'm sure that a lot of your listeners out there know what that feels like, where you just feel like the job's your your your, your husband, your, your partner, right. and you, you sacrifice everything for it, you love it, it's in your blood, it's in your veins, it's what you live for. Um, I I definitely worked seven days a week because sport was always on the weekend of course so I had no off switch I had no self-care strategies whatsoever and you have to remember you know 25 years ago nobody did talk about well-being it was a bit woo-woo it was a bit too spiritual um, definitely not necessary so I really had none of that language I didn't have any skills to really you know protect the asset which was myself so by the time I was 30, I had chronic fatigue syndrome, which I still need to manage today. But also went into quite a depression because, you know, my, my world as I knew it, which was fast pace and achievement addiction, um, all of a sudden had to stop and I had to unpack myself and repack. And it was really in that time of depression in bed, can't move your body that I thought I, I need to change the way that I live. This is not sustainable. This is actually not even making me happy. And actually, I don't even know who I am. So that's when the life plan started. And I worked with a coach and decided to become a coach to coach elite athletes into retirement. And that's how it started 20 years ago. So, 20 years I've had a coaching practice, speaker, you know, keynote speaker, run workshops, write books, have vision board kits for sale, all kinds of things, and and raised a family. Whilst having chronic fatigue. So, the self care strategies, the well being, the mental health, the physical health, the emotional health, the spiritual health, you know, really has been the boss for me ever since.
1: Um, We have such an aligned past because I had chronic fatigue syndrome as well. I worked at the entertainment industry and uh, I was exactly the same way. When people would go home at five o'clock, I would basically look down on them in a way and be like, what are you guys doing? You know, I'm here till midnight, you know? And I thought that there was uh, like some strength in that. And then it just took me a long time to realize that, no, they're the ones that had the balanced life and the other relationships. And I was the one that was suffering and I developed chronic fatigue syndrome. I I developed it through um, overuse of antibiotics, actually, Mm because I had illness. But, um it, yeah, and and until you have something like that, like uh, fibromyalgia, which I was thinking about, um I know Lady Gaga has it, and I, I I just look at what she does, and I just can't believe that she can accomplish so much with you know this debilitating yeah. you know um, disease, but, you know, I'm, I just want you to know. I know when you're when you're mentioning the night sweats and you can't get off the bed, and you've got this whole, especially being a high functioning person who wants to do a lot, and your mind is just going right. Yeah, yeah, and it's so, addicted. It's addicted to
0: achievement, and it's addicted to ticking things off the list and smashing goals, and hmm. and all of a sudden, you know, your body won't let you, and you can't get up, and you can't move, and you're in pain, and it's it's, it's, it's a grief process really, isn't it? That you have to go through in order to rebuild yourself.
1: And I also want to think, I find it very interesting that you had, you worked with high functioning athletes because um, I always, because I can read energy and I can, you know, when I see them and watch them on screen um, I do get um, a heavy sigh feeling about what their future looks like, especially with like football or maybe rugby where, you know, like, they have such a short window and then they have to live the rest of their life. Usually a lot of times in pain or don't know who they are. They have a loss of identity. So you're, you're the first person I've talked to that focuses on um, a lot on athletes. And so, you know, I feel that's really amazing that, you know, because there's different pockets that feels like they're left behind sometimes. And that's definitely, you know, there's the
0: ones that might go into the media or, you know, get to still walk out onto the pitch or onto the field and feel the adrenaline, even if they're in a media role. But the majority, 98% of them, they've got nothing. You know, they've made their money, they might have blown the money, but they're really starting from scratch. And it's a very confronting and um, soul destroying position to be in to think that you went from hero to zero overnight um you know the day you left the team or the day you got injured or the day you got dropped you know you went from this level to this level just overnight and i really think that there needs to be a lot more support for them and and when i started coaching 20 years ago there was nothing i think a lot of teams now really do have a, a support structure to help them through the transition but 20 years ago when i went to football clubs here in australia they were saying oh go away no, no. We just want to burn and churn. You know, we we're not interested in making them whole humans. And and it's really, really come a long way since then.
1: So what kind of? Um, so then you just start. I like the journey of you went to a life coach and then you got inspired and you became a life coach because I have a uh, I'm a liking it to my friend who she has cancer and she got healed. And now she's going to school to be a nurse because that's the inspiration. And I kind of see that circle with you as well. It's like giving back. So what kind of training did you have to do or um, a little bit about that? Because I always, I find that fascinating too.
0: Well, I think I found my purpose. Um, and, I, and I know that I'll be a coach now until the last day I'm breathing. It's, it's in my soul. It's, I've done it for 20 years. I feel like I'm still just beginning. I'm not burnt out by it. Um, I feel that it's the gift. Um, and chronic fatigue gave me that gift. Um, so I did my training. I studied through the International Coaching Academy and everyone was saying to me, oh, why would you leave your Jerry Maguire job? To, to be a coach, to talk to people on the phone around the world. And I was like, oh, I feel like it's my calling, you know, and I couldn't even describe it. So after 20 years, I feel that it definitely was my calling and the gift, and it was just the universe's way of saying, we're just going to pluck you out now and put you on purpose.
1: Oh, wow. I, you know, it's so fun when you get to meet someone who, you know, really have found their purpose and is working that every day, because it's sort of, uh, you know, people always ask me, kind of, you know, and and you like, I think you can agree, like you just said, you're still learning, and it's, there's no period. It's not like well, that's what you're gonna do. You know, you you might go into a whole other. This might take you down another even road beyond. So that's yeah. so that's when you. Um, so what happened with the life plan? How did you? How did the book come together? Or. Yeah.
0: So, so, you know, I and just a little digress there, you know, um, every couple of years I get myself a coach. The coach should have a coach, you know, and every couple of years I make sure I employ a coach to make sure that I'm being honest with myself, that I'm on track, that I go in another layer to find out more about the purpose and why I'm here and, and what is this service all about. So, you know, that investment into self has been a really big life changer for me. The life plan came about because I've been coaching people for so long saying the same things, I thought, oh, it really needs to be in a book. It must be in a book. So really thinking the question that the the life plan starts with is who are you without your job? And it's a really tough question, isn't it? It's a really confronting question is let's just park your job and take it away. That's what we're left with. And that's what we want to build to be a confident, calm, um, grounded human being who finds joy and happiness and who has a great relationship with themselves. The job is just what you do during the day. It does not define you. And we all know that when we go to a funeral, that no one's saying, wow, she sold X amount of books or did this many talks or They're just talking about you, the human, and we need to put the spotlight back onto what's your life plan? You know, and your life plan is all about really understanding your values and creating a plan for yourself moving forward that actually reflects your values. What's most important to you? It talks about, you know, thinking about your 10-year-old self, your 20-year-old self. So I think about my 60-year-old self and my 70-year-old self on a daily basis. Wow. The reason that I went for a walk today for an hour is for my 70-year-old self. The reason I went to yoga yesterday was for my 70-year-old self. Just constantly, what can I do today that's really small, that's going to have a major impact on how I feel in 10 years or 20 years' time, what I do with my money, what I eat, what I drink? It all contributes to the result at the end of the day. But let's really enjoy today. Let's, let's have purpose in why I'm going for a walk, not because I have to, because I should, because there's a much bigger plan going on here. So um, I think everybody needs to think of themselves in 10 years' time and, and think about how old they'll be and how old their kids will be. And there's going to be a very different landscape and our bodies are going to be very different. So that gives you purpose for today. So when and you have-
1: I think that's actually unique to you from what I've heard. I never heard that before. And yeah. I love that because obvi- for the obvious reasons, but um, you know, when I work with somebody myself who say is much older and they've never cared for their body at all, and they're trying to f- go back now and redo that, it's just so much harder. And yeah. it's not saying you got to be a perfect human. Like you were saying, you got to enjoy yourself and have that balance and, And things, but I do get kind of sad when I see that they're reflecting, you know, much later without wondering why they didn't pay attention to their temple a little bit or, you know, so.
0: And that's a gift of being a coach because when you've coached thousands of people like me, I'm learning all of their mistakes. It's fantastic. It's such an insight into if he had only saved $10 a day all of those years, he wouldn't be in this position or. If he'd just cut down on his soft drink all of that time, he wouldn't have diabetes. And so it it really, really shines the light back on you, the life plan, to say this is your journey, this is your life. It's no one else's. You know, we need to set goals for ourselves and not the person next door, and really own the journey according to how you want to feel. And And you're
1: able to put the same amount of love and passion and energy that you put into someone else's business in a way, now you're putting it on you. And so, you know, there's just a a bigger purpose for you long-term because for you really, and then everybody around you benefits instead of you just doing the one thing that was very high adrenaline and exciting.
0: Yeah, and it's it's, the question I ask myself all the time is, how do I want to feel? How do I want to feel today and how do I want to show up today for my friends, for my family? Am I being a fun wife or an exhausted wife? Am I being a a warm and fair and um, nourishing mum or am I just being angry and exhausted? So if, if I'm not being who I want to be, I need to make the changes for myself on how I sleep, eat, move, breathe to be able to show up like that person and that's my job. So I see that as my job rather than being a coach. So then I ask myself, how do I want to feel in 10 years' time? Well, I want to be flexible. I want to be strong. I want to be confident. I want to be incredibly calm with my life, with my stress levels. So that's why I invest in learning how to breathe today, going to yoga today, et cetera, so that that journey is the best it possibly can be.
1: And do you think that uh, depression is basically a symptom of maybe being in the wrong life path or, you know, because everybody I've talked to, they've had they've had depression. So a lot of these people are just because that's like the symptom telling you that maybe you need to make a shift.
0: Yes, I I think so in a way. I mean, I still suffer from depression, even though I love my life and I have a great job and a great marriage and great kids, but I still suffer from depression. So I still have to take a small antidepressant every day. I still have chronic fatigue. So there's lots of limits on my life. Like, you know, I have to be in bed by 10 o'clock. You know, I have to have very... um, clean diet otherwise I just feel like I've been hit by a truck you know I can't drink very much alcohol because that just turns everything into crazy town so you know I've really had to work with it as much as I can and I find I still just need that little bit of extra um, serotonin inhibitor to go in but I also see a naturopath and I'm really um, nourishing the garden as much as I possibly can inside.
1: Um, and I think it's a good, um, I want to just digress for a second, because I have a friend doing a documentary on, you know, COVID and um, vaccines, and it's not an anti vex thing or a vex thing, but the, there is um, some studies coming out that people are going to start getting chronic fatigue a lot more based on rolling off of kind of what we all just went through. Yeah. so our, our story and your story, you know, this is going to actually resonate and they're not even going to know what they have yet. They're not even, you know, for a while, they're just going to start feeling more run down and more fatigued, And depression just comes in that. Because um, mm-hmm. A, you can't perform the way you used to. And and you start, uh, you get a brain fog and all this stuff. And then you start getting depressed. Sometimes there's all these different reasons, but I would get depressed just because I my life was, I wasn't able to pre- live the life that I wanted to live. But mm-hmm. I think that it's interesting to, since we both had it and have it to mention that there are going to be, they're, they're saying, um, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I'll, I'll link it down below from my friend who's doing the documentary, but it's an astounding number of people that are going to now roll off and start getting chronic fatigue very yeah. soon. So yeah. I'm glad we're having this conversation kind of of a red flag as in, you know, maybe helping to get your book or finding other modal ways to deal with chronic fatigue. That, yeah. well
0: I sort of like to say that I dance with chronic fatigue
1: so you know sometimes it's a quick
0: dance and sometimes it's a really slow dance and it's not going away I think that once your system has suffered in some way and it's got a crack in the engine I think the crack is always there and what we do can either make the crack open again or try and keep it as closed as possible so I know that I get warning signs all the time. The brain fog, um, I wake up, I feel like I've been hit by a semi-trailer truck. So I know I have to get up and walk. And when I walk, it goes away. So what I think with a life plan is, it's constantly asking you, how do you want to feel? How do you feel? What slight change can you make? But think of it for the long term, not just the short term. We are going to live a long time. There are a lot of drugs that are going to keep us alive. So we are living longer. So we really need to focus on our health, mental, physical, emotional, spiritual, and our financial security because we are living so much longer. It's going to cost a lot more money. So we do really need to be thinking about that because that is also a major stressor for so many people. So for me, I never go to a sale. I never go shopping. I rarely buy any clothing or anything like that, we just don't need to. And because of that, I feel very secure financially, because I've got an unbelievable savings program that makes me feel like I've got no money all the time. So I can't spend it. So really trying to automate for the future But I also enjoy my life now because I find joy in other things rather than buying things. So I find joy in walking the dog and listening to music and listening to podcasts and learning. and All of those things don't cost any money. So I think it's about really thinking about if I want longevity and sustainability for my health, my mental, physical and emotional health, then we need to create a plan for ourselves a 20 year plan to think about, Oh, how do I want to feel in five years, 10 years, 15, 20 years time? What do I want to learn in that time? What life experiences do you want in that time and create that beautiful list for yourself, um, which the life plan keeps inviting you to do.
1: So for example, if you had a new client, can you just walk through some of the, like maybe the, what you would ask them or how you would pinpoint them? Or do you do, um, 10 weeks. And then you focus on nutrition one week. And like, can you just give us a little bit of, of that and for how it all works?
0: Yeah. So when I work with somebody, the first thing is, who are you without your job? Okay. We have silence then. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm exhausted. I'm overwhelmed. I can't think I say, okay, well let's bring it, let's start with the base level, which is your own set of values. So 99.5% people on the planet have no idea what their values are. They know the values of the company that they're working for, but they don't know their own. Mm. We, we, We go right back into self to say, okay, what are the three most important things to you in the world? And they're all in the life plan book. There's a whole chart of them and you pick your three. So, for example, my first one is health, obviously. Second is family happiness, which is how I show up. And third is achievement. Because I am an achievement junkie. We're we're, or we're just born driven, A-type, achieving, perfectionist-type people. We love it, yeah. So <laughs> I think what's, what I had to do with my coach is turn the word achievement into what did you do today that helped with your longevity, sustainability, and feeling good today? Not how many books did you sell, talks did you do, people did you coach, which is my normal way, I've had to retrain it to how many conscious breaths did I take today? Every time I went to the bathroom and washed my hands, did I take three deep grounding breaths to change my nervous system? Did I go for a walk today? Did I taste the coffee today? That's an achievement because it's really hard to do, right, when you're a, you know, fast-paced person. So
1: what do you think I, that came I, from that checklist Um I mean, do you have kind of just a quick idea of what you think might that come from for so many of us, that that checklist? Oh,
0: definitely childhood. Definitely childhood.
1: That's what I was thinking. Because it's trying to organize it. A lot of us had chaos, like maybe chaotic lives, right? Or we felt lost in the shuffle. And so you'd go to where you can control things, right? So, you know, I can get a lot done and feel really great about myself today, you know? Mm. And take it all off the list. And then I go in bed and I get kind of sad because I feel alone. or I didn't work on the things. Correct. Like that. that's what I'm getting from you. I didn't work on the things that would really open up my heart and make me feel great versus I was just trying to almost, it's that ego in a way too, or the identity. I I associate identity Identity. with ego. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And also the pat on the back, right? For people saying, Oh, you've done a great job. That's amazing. Well, that's so surface level. There's no fulfillment. So I realized with my coach that I was an achievement junkie and I had to shift it across to achievement for fulfillment. Mm. Did I work on friendship today or did I call someone today in amongst my crazy A-type achieving perfectionist nature? Um, Did I wash my hands and do the breathing today? Did I just calm myself and go, Let's live for today. Today is special. Um, so, so my achievement now is very, very different in my mind, and it's got oh, it's got a much nicer feeling to it as well. My yeah, question. I
1: just want to go back to what you said because I think I love that idea. Because we have we have to wash our hands all the time now, and we were all kind of taught that, even if you weren't used to that. Yeah. I love that. You know, get some really good soap that just smells great like with lavender or whatever. And it's going to, you know, kind of, and I love that, you know, Mm. because you're going to be there doing it anyways. So it's almost making efficient time with what you have to do. But yeah, just breathe through the hand washing a little bit. Just give yourself a minute, right?
0: Yeah, it's called habit stacking. So what we find is that people go to the bathroom six times a day, roughly, right? and then they run there they quickly do what they need to do they wash their hands as quick as they can and they run back to the laptop and just just churn and burn so you've already removed yourself from the laptop so take a moment to just recalibrate and yet smell the soap Mm. moment to reset take a Time to just get into your senses and out of your brain. So what I've done with all of my clients and all of the TED Talks or or, um, not TED Talks, I shouldn't say that, all of the keynotes that I've done with companies over the last two years, especially in Melbourne, which was the most locked down city in the world. Was it? They had to put sticky notes in the bathroom that said three breaths, high five the mirror and ground yourself. So the whole time we've created, if you took three breaths six times a day, that's 18 conscious breaths a day to your nervous system. You would look in the mirror, look up because there's a mirror in the bathroom too, which no one looks at. Look in, do a bit of Mel Robbins, high five yourself for showing up today. You know, you just finished that proposal. Now open the door to the next 90 minutes of your day, which is fresh and new opportunity before you're back in the bathroom again. So it became such a ritual for me and such a habit that it's there now forever. It's like every time I wash my hands, I'm like, I've got this secret little, like, achievement, which is I'm yeah. breathing, I'm grounding myself, I'm I'm getting rid of the cortisol buildup in my body because I don't want that crack to open again. So that's part of the life plan is what are the habits that you want to do for the rest of your life? So...
1: I hope everybody goes and do little stickies right now. Yeah. After this is over and see see if my boyfriend notices and if he has any questions. But putting breathing, um, grounding, you know, yeah, and a high five, right?
0: Mirror, mirror work. So if you did that every single day until you're 70, imagine where your mental health would be.
1: Yeah.
0: By doing that. We have to go to the bathroom anyway. So mm-hmm. let's make it work, you know. So it's, we have to shower, do some breathing in the shower, smell the beautiful soap in the shower. You know, people just are in the shower depressed, thinking about all the things I have to do. That could be like your little health retreat in the shower where you're, I'm just mm-hmm. going to be me now and I'm going to separate myself from what I do in the day, which is the job, which is the ride that I get on the Ferris wheel, but I'm not on the Ferris wheel now. Yeah. I got off and went to the bathroom. I got off and I had a shower. So I need to not keep thinking about that while I'm doing those things.
1: This is really helpful for people. I know, you know, when you're in the office or they're in their job as well, and uh, they have anxiety running up and they don't, they have to go to a meeting are They can't just call in and say, I, I can't show up. I'm an, I am having an anxiety attack or a panic attack. Yeah, You can say, uh, I need five minutes, I'm going to the restroom. Yeah, yeah, but
0: you have to tell people, you know, I went to a function last night and there was a lot of people, so there was a lot of energy. And I go to the bathroom always in the middle of the function and I just close the door and I just ground myself because it's taking too much out of me talking to 500 people. So I just ground myself. And nobody knows where I am. No one cares where I am really. No Mm -hmm. one knows if you left the room but you're doing it for yourself yeah it's all about protecting the asset which is yourself and nobody is going to care or protect protect you as much as you can for yourself so if you don't have that wonderful loving relationship in the mirror with yourself you can't build um, this amazing game this amazing journey with yourself for the rest of your life and if you don't have a life plan If you don't know where you want to be at 60, 70, 80, 90 and how you might want to feel and you haven't even thought about it, then you haven't planted the seeds for your brain to even pick up, oh, I think I do want to learn how to turn the shower on to cold. What will that do for me for 20 years if I just did that, you know, the Wim Hof method? And it it allows you to start learning new things but with purpose.
1: And the thing is is that a lot of people go towards the thing that they are, that makes them, they, they consider makes them happier. So what I'm, what I'm trying to get to is a lot of times they'll put off all those really important things like their finances and their savings, cause they don't want to deal with it. And it's mm-hmm. not so fun to deal, to go into your savings and to look at it. Like it, it's not that great. And then make a plan. Like yeah. you don't want you're like I, I don't want to be depressed I don't want to do that today so you put that off and you put it off and you put it off and then you never do it um, mm-hmm. I, don't, I I actually am thinking right now I really don't know of a lot of life coaches or people that even have these conversations that much and to mm-hmm. realize that it is a part of your overall like it's some well being is I'm just saying like we haven't really talked about a lot about finances and our well being conversations.
0: Mm, it's really important. And I'm, I'm totally not afraid of it. And I really go quite deep with my clients about this, because when you put your head on the pillow at night, we want you to have um, no drainers. And finances is usually a very big drainer. So if we can simplify it, if we can create just some little habits around it, yeah. um, that will support you for the long term, and you, and you put it in a simple format for yourself, you know, it's like a relief. It's like, why are we working so hard and we're not taking care of the fruits? You know, we're
1: going to happen either. If
0: exactly. If
1: you gotta, there's people who have strokes in their thirties. I mean, if you're not prepared, you know, and um, you don't, you know you might have to go into an assisted living place you might have to go into memory care you might This have- is
0: about this is about loving yourself, yeah. yourself yes you want to protect yourself
1: yeah
0: and care for yourself and give yourself the biggest ch- choices for yourself in the future and it's your freedom you know so i call them fun vouchers so I work really hard for my fun vouchers so I want to make sure I protect my fun vouchers and they don't just fly away in the wind you know so that's just part of the playground you know the the ride is the job and you get all your vouchers and then I don't want to lose the vouchers because I want them for the other rides in the future so it's really how people position it in their brain so when I coach people we actually talk a lot about um, let's not talk about it as money. Let's talk about it as something that appeals to you, like fruit, like tomatoes or like apples, <laughs> and, and we've got to protect the strawberries.
1: Wow. I think it's so, very unique uh, for a life coach. I've know many the life coaches, and it's the first time I've heard of finances being one of the topics you deal with. So I think that's amazing.
0: Yeah. Um, very important to me. So yeah. there's relationships, there's personal well being, there is financial well being, which is really important. There is also about making sure that they have a plan, a proper plan, so they feel supported. The brain needs a map. If the brain doesn't have a map of where it's going and where it's going to drive the car, we go around the roundabout. We just are stagnant. We're doing the same thing. We feel like we're a hamster on a wheel. A life plan is really about let's stop going around the roundabout. Let's make sure we've mapped out on our map, you know, where we'd love to go, what we'd love to see, how we want to feel, uh, what time is a good time to be doing, visiting these places or whatever it might be, so that your brain then is, actually feels really confident because it's not in survival mode anymore. In for a plan! And then it can set some little goals, and you will feel purpose, and then achievement. And yeah, if you don't have the plan,
1: you're not going anywhere. Uh, I th- I think that's really great. And then just tell us a little bit about Australia. Um, what's going on there right now? Um, since you're so far, and I haven't been there in probably about 15 years. And I just know some of my listeners will be really excited to just hear a little bit about. How Australia is and about wellness and well-being and things like that.
0: Yeah well we we're the most locked down city in the world in Melbourne so we had like six months at a time just locked down you're allowed out for one hour a day you weren't allowed to go five kilometers from your home so we couldn't see our parents etc. So there was an enormous amount of mental health issues that came from that that we're dealing with now. Even children who missed two years of school um, are now back at school. They've all lost their drive. They've forgotten how to study. It's all, you know, a a little bit of a mess to tell you the truth. Um, Companies are saying to employees, come back to work. They're saying, no, I don't want to. I've got social anxiety now because I've been locked up for so long. So there's a lot of different issues that people have never felt before that we're dealing with. So there's a lot of grief. There's a lot of grief on, grieving the world that was, um, the way that we used to feel, the way that we used to be so great at operating and now everything feels like clunky and slower and brain fog and exhaustion and burnout. So it's a really interesting time. It's an interesting time as a coach. It's an interesting time as a mum. It's an interesting time just in the community. Um, so so it, it, it is all going through a change and it's all trying to find its way again. But I think it will take another year another year or so, for people just to say, what just happened?
1: Well, that's pretty extreme. Um, I was living in Los Angeles and we didn't even have it that extreme. So, you know, and I thought that we were kind of on the extreme side in in the United States, but that's I know that um, the UK in France was very similar to Australia, but I did not know that you guys had it that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We
0: we won the flag for that, and um, yeah, knowing that we were fully locked down and we only had ten cases of COVID in the whole state, and everybody did what they were told because wow. there was such fear um, with the camp campaign. So, yeah, it was a really interesting time. So it it actually was a gift for a lot of people who actually thought, oh, I'm going to change my life, or why am I doing that job, or it's time for me to retire or I'm going to learn new things. So a lot of people, it was a positive change. For me, I loved it because I was I had my family all in the nest at the same yeah. time. You know, I got to hang out with my 16-, 17-year-old son and my daughter and watch movies and cook and dance around the kitchen, you know. So we made it really special because I, I said to myself every morning, what is the gift of this lockdown today? Yeah. How can I make it a gift instead of being angry? Yeah. Instead of being frustrated. So there was a lot of gifts. I looked for the gift, but for a lot of people it was incredibly destructive um, and and now have very big issues that they need to deal with. There is a lot of fatigue, um, as you said, um, where people, a lot of people have had COVID now. I think everyone's had COVID now, um, where a lot of people now have long COVID, mm-hmm. where it's just turned into chronic fatigue. And the, the boat to recovery on that is very long. It's not a quick fix. There's no pill to take for that.
1: No, that, and, you know, just want to send out a big warm hug and well wishes to anybody that's suffering through that right now and, uh, or anybody that they know. And, um, yeah, yeah, it was very, it, yeah. We just want to send out some thoughts about that. That was, that's really. Mm-hmm you know, I do know some people suffering with that months and months and months and months, years in. So hopefully, hopefully that can get kind of quelled a little bit. But so, um, you know, and just just going into that, I think in the darkest days
0: of chronic fatigue, the thing that got me through was just a little bit of surrender and acceptance, but then also setting myself just one goal a day. And that might be I'm just going to try and walk to the letterbox and back Yeah. or I'm going to try and walk to the end of the street and back and just ticking something off every day, journaling it and ticking it off was really helpful for my mindset.
1: I I did the very, I did very similar. I, I would just throw myself off the couch and crawl out and and say, just walk around the block once. Yeah. Just want like And then, oh, I made it. And then i crawl back onto the couch. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) And then the next day, just walk around twice, you know, and then I would, you know, and it was, and and it really did. I don't, I don't know the medical reasons behind it. um, My doctor would, but um, almost just putting out that physical energy um, flooded my body with positive endorphins. And so it was helping to combat the, all the bad stuff that was kind of going on in the body. And then Mm -hmm. also my mind of course just like seeing that i achieved something a little bit more that day but Yeah. yeah it is it is a scary thing so um your book the uh the life plan um sounds really remarkable i look forward to reading it one day and um and you know getting into that there's so much so much wealth of information that you've been sharing with everybody you have a really mm-hmm. unique perspective on a couple of things that I haven't heard before at all. So I really appreciate that. Um, is there anything else you th- kind of think you want to end on or you kind of want to think? Um,
0: I think that I'd love to, to really um, bring home that you need to protect the asset, which is yourself, and nobody's going to do that for you. So if you, if you just sit still for a moment and think about what, what do I want, how do I want to feel, um, and what's what can I control? So we need to just focus on controlling the controllables um, for the future and just embracing the pace, that the pace that we are living has been way too fast um, and we just need to pace ourselves through the day. And we're never getting today back. We're not getting this hour back that we've had together. So if we didn't really enjoy it and commit to it and, and connect together and I love talking to you yeah. Because that's just filling my my hour that I'm never going to get back. So let's lean in. Let's try and find the lightness and the joy. And let's just take the pressure off ourselves. Let's do the breathing in the bathroom. Yeah. Let's hide the mirror. And let's just be human beings. Who are my,
1: my big thing that I always want to, and I love you, you really focus, you know, a lot on the individual, but I'd like to just mention at the end that, you know, I'm all about community and I think part of the reason why we are having some of the issues that we're having is we've lost our tribe. And yes. really thinking about other people that are alone or you know you know just like you said lean lean in and pull people closer a little bit more. Put that lens on of love and forgiveness and compassion a little bit, even if like somebody said something to you that say, for example, was completely wrong or off putting, it doesn't mean that they're right. But the more that we can put the love and compassion lens on and just recognize that, you know, we're all unique and we're all different, but we're all the same. And that Mm -hmm. we're all have little, I have not met a single person that is, hasn't suffered from something or have ha, haven't had challenges and you know recognizing that we all have our own unique challenges and you know it is is really important and i just i always try to remember, remind people that we got to build this tribe we have to stop the division and dividing mm-hmm. us is 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 killed to me is the number one thing killing humanity is separating us and it's it's a, it's a great way to control people by separating them but what yeah. we can do together what we yeah. can do together across the world like you and yeah. I connecting across yeah. the world, what we can do together to raise up our and we're and the craziest thing is if you look at the lineage you know back and you go to ancestry whatever we're all kind of connected a little bit you know what i mean we're really all cousins of cousins of cousins so maybe we should just really recognise that we're all kind of family. And
0: and we all are, and, and I think we can all try and take a bit of control and responsibility for how we want to show up. And when you have your plan and when you are grounded and when you can look in the mirror and be your own best friend, you can then be a friend for other people. We can only give what we've cultivated for ourselves, So it's important to take the time to think about What am I doing that allows me to be the best version of myself today so that I can help other people? If I'm tired, exhausted, burnt out, angry, don't even like who I am, I'm not even able to help other people or be there for other people or bring community together. So it all starts with self. We then want to bring the whole community in to this wonderful feeling of connection, If we're so broken ourselves and we haven't really dealt with that, I think it's very hard to do. So the life plan invites you to get into the driver's seat and stop being a passenger.
1: That's amazing. I also was getting the vibe that some people might feel, for lack of a better word, shameful that they need a life coach. It's nothing to be shameful of. Oh, I love
0: being a life coach. Oh, it's the best.
1: (laughs) It's the best, right? I have one.
0: Tony Robbins has one. Yeah, um, Athletes have a coach. Why, why would we be shameful to have a coach? I, I think it's about you wanting to get to a better place. So when you're we not a runner and then if you don't have a coach, you're not going to get to the next place. You're not going to improve. It's the same. We need someone who is not emotionally connected to us, holding our hand, guiding us tweaking, helping us tweak our life. We don't need to make big changes. We need to make small changes for the long term that have massive impact. And I think when you've got someone helping you to just clarify, to simplify and create a structure for that, it means you're investing in self. And, and what that...
1: You said is an, is you're an un, uh, unemotionally tied third party that is well trained and is recognizing signs of certain things that I also am seeing people they get stuck in their own story, right? Mm-hmm. Um, their own head. So you can recognize, but is this story serving you anymore?
0: Yeah. And your or friends how- are not going to say that are they? So your friends oh. and your family, they're going to say what you want to hear. Whereas yeah. the coach's job is to hold the mirror up and say, this is what I'm hearing. Is this correct? So um, it's a real position of privilege for me to to be in that seat that I never take lightly I think it's a privilege for anyone to open up their thoughts to to me um, and to allow me to challenge them so um, and help them create a simple structure that will help them um, move forward
1: wonderful well you know if they can't get in touch with you right away they can grab the life plan and work on it themselves and you know, Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. And on my website, or, uh there are a lot of free resources for people that I put up during COVID. Okay. How to create, you know, there's a free um, downloadable vision board kits. There's free um, vision board screensavers. There are free how to train the brain screensavers about affirmations. They're all there. They've all been designed. They're all free. Put them on your screen so you're training your brain you know, to be in the, in, in a, in a better frame, um, moving forward.
1: Well, thank you, Shauna. And we are the Liberated Healer. I'm Gina Cavalier, and this has been a wonderful hour with you and I appreciate, and, uh, hope you stay warm in the winter and we'll stay cool in the summer over here.
0: (laughs) Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Uh,
1: Thank you. Have a good night. Okay. If you enjoyed this episode, you can find us online
0: at theliberatedhealer.com, on Instagram at liberatedhealerpodcast, or on Facebook at the liberated healer. Give us a follow, subscribe, send us a message if you so feel, and thank you for your support.